a podcast of Grand View Christian Church's discipleship team. I'm your host, Kristen Mudrack, the discipleship team coordinator. Last season, we focused on discipleship, what it is, how we pursue it, and what it looks like for our pastors, elders, members, and college students. This season, we are looking at service in the Johnson City area through Grandview's own JC Serve and other ministries. Join us as we highlight each of these ministries and ask how we can best come alongside them to help them serve our community. Our episodes will focus on ministries that we help serve financially, prayerfully, and in physical service, all leading up to our multi-church event, Love JC, on September 25th. If you're interested in serving in any way for any of the ministries we highlight, don't hesitate to contact Nathan at grandviewchristian.org or follow the links in the episode description. Our hope is that you learn more about the ministries we support and others in our area, and you find new ways to pray for them and support them as they carry out their mission to serve JC. Welcome back to Deep Dive. We're so glad that you have joined us for this series on service. Today, we are talking with Jackie Vaughn, who is involved in service with our youth but also in some of the schools in the area. Um, Jackie, can you tell me a little bit about where you were previously and where you are now um, and how you've involved the youth in that process? Um, Previously, I was at the Child Study Center. I worked there. It was um, part of ETSU. I worked there for 25 years. And um, due to some financial issues, they were forced to close and Once that happened, I was recommended to Ashley Academy, where I have worked for the past year. This year, I will be a art, I will be part of the art program and the extended care director at Ashley Academy. I, in the past um, and present, I work with the youth at Grandview and I have been part of different youth programs in the area since 1997, 98, somewhere in there, um, at different churches and part of Appalachian Christian Camp, and also doing some th- some things with Campus House and um, just any other organization that we can pair up with with our youth group or just as a family, um, the Vons, and we also. Um, have been able to mix the youth group in with some of those ministries through service projects. So I know I've worked with the youth a little bit before. We used to come to the Child Study Center. Um, Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you have the youth do when when they come to a place like the Child Study Center or Ashley Academy? There is a lot of, I call it hard labor that has to be done in schools that, a lot of times there's just not time, there's not um, materials, there's not manpower to get done. Things um, like weeding and cleaning chairs that get dirty because of just life, um, moving mulch from one place to the other. Uh, some of the youth who be, were working on Eagle Scout projects even organized and built parts of the playground as part of our um, work at the Child Study Center. Um, We've worked at uh, Southside Elementary School. We've done things such as weeding and uh, some maintenance on some bushes and trees in their front um, near their parking lot. We've also worked with them to do their 
trick-or-treating that they do through the school so that teachers can enjoy those events rather than having to work them. We've also done um, the, I think it's fall festival, it might be spring festival, um, where they work together and they do, the, we would run the games and things so that, again, teachers can enjoy those events and families are also able to spend that time with their children instead of having to run a game. That's awesome. Um, the work that you do at Ashley Academy is a little bit different than the Child Study Center. How have you seen Ashley Academy as a mission field that's different from what you did at the Child Study Center? I will be working with different age groups of children. Um, the, at, the, at the Child Study Center, all of the children were under the age of five and a half-ish. Here at Ashley, they go all the way up to eighth grade. Some of these are actually children that go to Grandview. They might be youth that go to Grandview. And it's providing a new connection for interacting with people who are not embedded in the faith. I'm, I, I'm, most of the teachers at Child Study Center were Christian. They were already in the church. Um, that's not the case at uh, where I'm at now. So that's also an option, an opportunity. And being, being able to bring the youth into this um, environment to do work with the school will show others how we involve, how we are involved in our community, how we think that it is important for not only the adults, but also our youth all the way down to our children are involved with service. It's important that our children and our youth as, as young as humanly possible, learn to work in a community through service because they have to know that we are not an island in and of ourselves. We are part of this world mission that the Lord has given us to do. And we can go to Cleveland, we can go to Riverwood, and those are great. And I think that they should go to those places to see something different. But I think they also need to know how much service is needed in our area and how it doesn't have to be that we're going to another Christian organization, which again, going to places like Appalachian Christian Camp, where it takes 30 people to put the cover back on the pool and doing those kinds of things is very important yeah. and it's and especially to to them but i think that going into places where the church may not have such a positive um reputation yeah. and doing and and doing work and and not asking for anything in return those kinds of opportunities are very important for our youth and for our church plus it it just gives us a sense of pride in our youth group that we're not just partying as they say, you know, or we're just doing fun stuff or, or whatever, those kinds of things. Yeah. And ironically, we, t we have had as many youth, if not more youth show up to service projects as we do to fun events. And that says something I think about, our youth, as well as the way that our leadership runs our youth group, um, because they promote 
service as well as the fun things. It's not just, oh, you know, this week we have to do service again. It's part of the culture. It, it really is. Um, what kind of opportunities do you see for youth to get involved, maybe even in their own school um, and be part of service there? Well, we have a, a large percentage of students who are homeschooled, um, which always poses an interesting opportunity because I have pointed out to many of the younger, like elementary school children, uh, that their ministry might be being a good brother or sister. Their ministry might be just being a good son or daughter. Those things and, and doing, helping around the house and, and making your family's life just a little bit easier is always a good ministry. Yeah. Um, but for those who are in a school system, whether it's Elizabethan or Johnson City, uh, I think we have one in Unicoi, but I'm not sure about that. To just get involved in helping out whether that is tutoring other students or to um, bring friends to church or to, to just to be a good example of their, their faith, to be someone who's open to questions, to be someone who is open to loving on the unlovable. I think for our youth, it is imperative that they <clears throat> learn to serve where they are. And I think maybe our adults too, um, because I think we can look at service and our mission field as, you know, Africa or um, places that, that we would go to serve when really we're called to serve where we are. Um, and that includes in our day job for you with school. It includes involving people in our church in service in the community, even if it's not maybe what one might expect. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that you have spent so much time with the youth and with youth in many different churches that you can involve them in things like this. Um, the pandemic has obviously caused a little bit of a, a rift in service. Um, how do you see the youth being involved in service moving forward? And how was it during the pandemic? Did anything really, really happen? We did not do much. We did do a altered Rekarama, which was great. The kids really enjoyed it. We got to do um, the Rekarama without the lock-in part, um, which really had a pretty good turnout. We are building our numbers back up after the pandemic. And our mission trips this summer was, they were very small groups, but a benefit always of having a small group, no matter what you do, is that the relationships are built. And, and it's so much easier to build a relationship with a small group and then progress on to a bigger group, which has probably getting back into it from COVID has been a, a good thing. And we did a lot of work when we were in Riverwood and Cleveland. And even if we have a small group, they, they, they work hard 
when they go on those trips. So that was a good thing to be able to say there weren't many of us, but we still were able to accomplish all of this work and we got along and I'm now really good friends with so-and-so, even though I didn't even know him before this trip um, or her. So now going forward, those relationships, when we go somewhere like if we go to maybe a nursing home to just sit with um, the residents, or if we go somewhere to work in, in our area of this during the fool's errands, those relationships are already built and they feel comfortable going together to do the job. Whether that means, okay, this is my partner to go sit with this resident. And I know I'm not a big talker, but she is, so she's going to talk for me or vice versa. You know that I'm the big talker, so I'm going to pick Susie who doesn't speak, you know, as much as I do and we'll go as a team. Or if um, the there's two that prefer weeding over cleaning toilets, those kinds of things are important. And we've built those relationships now so that we know a little bit more about who likes to do what? And so when we go somewhere, we can kind of put you where you prefer to be and with someone that you've already, you're comfortable with and have built that relationship with. And also it makes it easier to introduce new people yeah. into the group. If, if the group's already built and they're ready and I don't want to say trained because that's not really the right word, but kind of just directed towards being able to accept new people into our group which is a ministry in of itself because we want we want youth who are not part of a church to feel comfortable coming into our church yeah. and we want um, them to feel like they belong and we want them to feel like they have purpose and that they have a place to grow yeah the only way they're going to do that is if our youth group is ready to accept them. Yeah. You've echoed what so many people have said over the course of this podcast, that it's about relationship. And <clears throat> for many ministries, it's about the relationship between the ministry and the people that they serve. For the youth, it's about that too, but it's also about the relationships they form with other people and with the leaders in the youth group. For you, you have been serving in youth for 25 years, I think you said, um, maybe more. <laughs> I was about to say it's almost 30 now. Okay, 30. Um, <laughs> how do you feel like you have grown in service with the youth? A little more comfortable in certain uh, circumstances that I was not comfortable with. Um, and I have just been one of those people that even if I'm not comfortable in a situation, I just trudge through it um, because I know that I'm being watched. Mm. But one of the ways that I have grown is I think in just wisdom, of course, uh, there are a lot of times I've learned to just sit and not say anything. I am also ironically a little more relaxed in certain situations. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, they're, but you know, 
it's okay. Things are going to break. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll just fix it when it happens. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's not one of the youth that breaks. Uh, we <laughs> just being able to, to watch somebody do something and not feel like I have to fix it. Yeah. Um, those kinds of things. Um, being an Enneagram eight were not easy for me to do. I had to, to really work on being that type of leader so that I can sit back and say, it's okay. We don't have to work at hundred miles an hour the whole time. It's okay. If, you know, halfway through Reiki Rama, I look over and they're having a, a rake balancing contest on their heads. It's okay. <laughs> Because they're going to start raking again and they're yeah. going to go 100 miles an hour. This is just a break and and it's not hurting anything to see who can balance the rake on top of their head the longest. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just making sure that I am being accepting of them. Yeah. I want them to be accepting of others. Therefore, I need to be accepting of them. Yeah. And, and all of their little um uniqueness the other unique traits and their unique personalities and the way they relate and to be able to lovingly direct them in in a way to say you might not want to do that it's probably not real good for you know our ministry or that person's you know whatever that person's um little heart, you know, you might, that, that might be offending them or hurting them. Yeah. So to be able to say that though, in a loving way is something that I have progressed through. I also, certain things that I used to do, I, I, <laughs> I take the couch now. So um, I look at the youth and it's like, it's lock-in time. I'm taking a couch <laughs> on the floor. Um, <laughs> I am old. <laughs> We have to, I have to go to sleep sometime. Um, so like tonight, we're having a movie marathon. I will be going to bed at some point because yep. I have to function. Um, things like that uh, have changed. I don't do as much camp as I used to. I'm yep. not as involved with youth outside of Grandview as I was. Yeah. I used to be really involved in the community and that has kind of narrowed my focus has narrowed down to where it's pretty much Grandview and my school yeah um, so that that's just a time thing too yeah it, it's hard to divert your attention to 12 different youth groups let alone one youth group in one school it, it's a lot it is yeah um what would you tell somebody who's listening to this and saying, maybe I could work with the youth, but, but, but maybe not. How, how would you encourage them? Um, there are a lot of opportunities to work with our youth group. If you don't have a, a solid time every week to commit, there's always things like, like helping make dinner for fool's errands, um, helping to clean up dinner after fool's errands, um, to help lead maybe the worship band that help, that leads worship on Wednesday nights to um, maybe just go to TCTC. 
maybe you just have time during the summer. And so you could go with us on one of the mission trips. Maybe you could come in and teach the youth a skill that we would need, whether it's using power tools or cooking or um, any other life skill that, that youth need. If you have more time to, to, to offer, we do have canopies every Sunday night. Uh, well, most Sunday nights, not every, but most Sunday nights. And that is about an hour and a half to two hour commitment um, on Sunday nights. But it is very fulfilling. Yeah. Um, we, um, and I'm sure that Joy has other options. Joy Eden, who is our new youth minister, and she's doing a fabulous job, I might add especially considering she came in in the middle of COVID and had to deal with um, all kinds of fun experiences that none of us want to repeat yeah. because of COVID. But um, I'm sure she has a whole list of ways to be involved with the youth group. We always need drivers and just oh, yeah. little things, little things that I'm sure I'm forgetting about that are necessary in order to make sure that our youth group flows and there's always praying over our youth mm. our youth prayer especially in the in the time that we are all living in and experiencing there's a lot I mean we you know that I know that um it's hard going through COVID it's been hard getting back into the flow of things and school started uh, yesterday for a lot of our school systems and it's it's gonna be um, an interesting year, I think. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see where we end up, right? Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, we will see, that, and that's all we can do at this point. But we can continue to serve wherever we are, um, whether yeah. we are serving on Zoom or whether we are serving in person or whether we are simply praying over the live stream service at church. Mm -hmm. um, it, there are so many opportunities to step into service with our youth as well as with our adults at Grandview. I'm very glad Jackie plugged uh, Joy here because if you are interested in getting involved with the youth in any way, whether it is driving a van or going on a mission trip, or maybe you just wanna know how you can help, Contact Joy Eden. Her information will be in the podcast description. Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and to tell us about your service with the youth as well as your service in school. Um, thank you for what you do. Um, our youth group would not be the same without you. And um, Ashley Academy wouldn't be the same without you either. So thank you for what you do.